Kato Fano. Welcome back to another Department of Conversation. Good to be back with you. Hey, um, we have got a bunch of people coming up in the next wee while. Listen to the podcast. Go and have a good listen. It's a fun one today. Um, we'll talk more about that at the end. But just as a heads up, if you ever want to find out what we're up to, what we're about, how to contact us, uh, either through Facebook or directly by email, then head to our uh, website. The domain is www.thedoc.com. NZ, the Department of Conversation. Have a good look there um, and you can get a hold of us easily through there. Also, it's a good place to find out um, who's coming up or guests are coming up. We basically do Facebook events. Obviously, they're online events only, but that's a good place to see who's coming up in the next three or four or five weeks. Uh, also, if you do head to our Facebook page through the doc.nz, um, have a look through our videos and find the video that was a Facebook Live video I did. I don't know, was it a weekend ago, Jace? In the last 10 days anyway, um, to have a look at our space. The space isn't quite finished yet. We do have a, a couch and stuff still to come. But if you're in the Dunedin area, what we're doing is offering a space for other people to do some podcasting. Um, and the way you get a hold of us is either through Facebook or, as I said, through the website. But go on to the Facebook page via the website, the doc.nz. Uh, have a look at that um, Facebook Live video. Have a look at our space. And if you're someone based in Dunedin or the surrounding areas, or to be honest... If you're someone that's a bit further afield, but you're looking for uh, some help in the area of podcasting, that kind of stuff, then, you know, give us a shout. doesn't hurt. Today's uh, guest is comedian Tim Bat. Tim Bat is kind of the podfaster, podfaster, podfather, I know I keep saying faster, the podfather of uh, New Zealand podcasting on some levels, because his podcast has been downloaded 10 million times, more than any other podcast coming out of New Zealand. So he's a well-experienced uh, comedian, a well-experienced podcaster and broadcaster, and a jack of all trades, actually, in the comedy world. Uh, please enjoy Tim Bad. While we're talking about it, we have heard rumours that alcohol is good for the coronavirus. Yeah, man, I'm telling you guys, you've, you've got your information wrong. So we've got beers, <laughs> but this is, and, and I've, I've been told that the alcohol rubs have to be at least 72%. This that is 40, 40% proof. This so you said whiskey. it's twice as much. There you works. go, double shot. It's supposed to be a, t- a topical application, not just hooning whiskey. This one is 47% this well, if gin. if you drink enough, it comes out your pores. Yeah. <laughs> You've got me there. And the vodka. That's science. Who knows? Science. Can't debate that. And I see, this is hard. Now, now, now I'm all distracted because I'm trying. Oh, here we go. Oh, fantastic. Okay, cool. You'll be seeing okay. yourself with like a 30-second lag. This is sick. No, 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 because I you can only watch live streams if you've got the app, and I uninstalled the app. Um, oh, from my phone years ago. I, have, I haven't had a beer for like a few months, and that is delicious. No, what, oh, no what have spo- I done? No sponsors product. Hashtag, we need a sponsor. No, no, no sponsors product. So I'll just <laughs> say I love Max Gold. I already what, do. Why? Why have you not had a beer in months? And why have you decided I think it's just, to now? It's not a not a decision. I've decided now because I went. Yeah, I feel like a beer. Yeah, that's why I've decided. Um, I don't know. I just. I just, I just, I'm not a, I'm, I'm the kind of person that buys a, a, you know, an 18 pack and sits in my cupboard for six months and half of them gets used in the stew and then it gets a hot day and I'll have two of them. And so I'm not a big, I'm not a big drinker of, of the old alcohol, but I do enjoy it. And that makes it beautiful. I've gotten, I've gotten right off alcohol recently. Well, today's not going to be good for you. Oh man, I'm trying to, t- see, this is splitting my attention now. What I, I just, <laughs> okay. have you got a Twitter account? Uh, uh, not for, not, not okay. for this. All right, that's fine because I I I, I want to crack this at the start so you know four people who follow me can watch this. 
it's going to be such good content for them, but it's going to be such rubbish content until I get to it. Well, the so. good thing is we, we turn ourselves into a um, audio content as well. Yeah. And so we'll strip all this off the audio content. Nice. <laughs> this will remain it's, it's, on the it's video. Com- it's comedy gold for the video watchers, though. You know, yeah, so. that we're sitting here looking up How many links. do you get? Do you get heaps? Um, well, it depends what we do with it, but across all platforms, audio and video, and also we take clips, we reach kind of ten to 15,000 people an episode. God damn! But, like, we did one uh, a week ago, two weeks ago, with Robert Patman from the university, and he was talking about Super Tuesday, mm. and um, that got just the main show got 15,000, yep. reached 15,000 people. Because all um, the political nerds, the university tweeted out and all the political nerds were watching. So, that's yeah. me, baby. And so we might do, uh, like we might have an interesting conversation. Like we had uh, John Tugood in from She Had. Yeah. His actual whole full episode might have only had a thousand views on Facebook or whatever. Sure. But we took a clip out about him talking about his relationship with Islam because he's a Muslim. Yes. And he converted that, to marry his wife, right? Yeah, that's. I think What's that's the basic again? story. Oh, you got me. I've now. met her a couple of times. It was a really, really long time ago. He worked at Horaki and we had a brief kind of a little bit of a crossover period. Oh, nice. Shit, he's a lovely dude. Yeah, but then he's so that genuine that, GC. Man. That, that clip then went obviously <laughs> a bit more viral. So that got yeah. like twenty thousand. So so it depends nice. how you how you how you call how many people listen. So we talk about people reached. It's a bit wanky, but that's what we do. Man, that's not wanky. Us Kiwis got to celebrate a little bit more. <laughs> this is what I've learned because I've done a few trips to the States in the last few years. And the biggest thing for me is like the Americans know how to go, oh, I'm doing some shit and yeah. I'm going to tell you about it. Kiwis are like, oh, I won an award, but I don't want to talk about it. It's like, nah, man, spread the love. It's, it's Celebrate a, it, yourself. But it is a balance. I agree for with sure. you. I agree with you. It's like uh, my my CV, like my email signature is opens doors because some of the stuff I've done on paper looks impressive. Well, mm. it doesn't really mean a lot, but I look. so I, I do do that. But then you also get to the point where if you're working within New Zealand and you go, mah, 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 yeah. people go, oh, fuck off. And so there's a, yeah. there is a balancing point. There's as well. somewhere between the New Zealand psyche and the American approach. Yeah, 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 yeah. Somewhere in the middle yeah, yeah, yeah. of those two is where it should be at. Australian. No. <laughs> Ooh, wouldn't go that far. Wouldn't go that far. Wouldn't give it to them. So... You're kind of a jack of all trades, eh? You do a bit of everything. Um, yeah, out of necessity, man. Out really? Of necessity. Well, kind. Of, well, no, it's because I've got like, I, uh, I was going to say ADD, but that's not fair to people who actually have ADD. That's very, uh, um, uh, what's it called? Should we just say you're easily, you're easily distractible, something like that? I'm easily distractible. Yeah, I've got that? a very short attention yeah. span. And I'd quite enjoy learning new things. Yeah. I love having a play. I'm a bit of a tinkerer and I'm a massive geek as well. So right. I just love like getting a new bit of tech and figuring out how to do it, how it works and stuff. I just bought some streaming gear. Oh, yeah. And I'm just trying to figure out now like how it all works. Yeah, yeah. So. We, we oh gosh, we go live with the video. I think really, if I'm absolutely honest, is partly because I'm a bit lazy. And actually then oh, once, yeah. the, once the video content's done, it's done. So, dude, I uh, briefly hosted a TV show. Yeah. I, I, was it on Duke? Yeah, yeah. What was it called? Banter. Banter. Against my fucking, my pleas, my absolute pleas um, for them to change the name. God, I hated that name. Yeah. It was not what the show was supposed to be. <laughs> Anywho, um, but they uh, that broadcast live just for budget reasons. Because oh, right. they were like, it's oh, way right. cheaper if we just do that and then we've got it. Don't have to edit it out the back end. Well, Jason's a video guy, mm. but I know the theory, I'm more audio working in radio for a you know, couple of decades, is that if I record something yeah. and then want to put it out, I spend forever on it making it perfect. Absolutely. Whereas when I worked, worked as a talkback host, 
I did six hours of live talkback every single night. So I thought, well, what did you do talkback for? ZB. Really? Oh from, my God. How yeah. was that? Great fun. Loved it. Yeah. Loved it. Got out at the right time. Yeah. Um, when? Well, right time for me was I was still enjoying it. What year are we talking? 2011, I think was my last year. Um, got Were out. you there with Leighton? Yeah, yeah, love Leighton. Love Le- him as a person. I mean, he's the he's the yardstick for talkback. No, forget his political views, but for actual the art of talkback. He's I the hear yardstick. you, dude. Man, I feel the same way about yeah. Alex Jones. I used to listen to. <laughs> I honestly used to listen to Alex Jones when yeah. I first got into. So when I first moved up to Auckland, I went to radio school in two thousand and eight. I worked at call centres when I came out of um, high school. I was supposed to go to university, but I just kind of never did, and. Uh, yeah, worked in a bunch of call centres and then was like, man, I'm going to just wake up and be 40 one day and be in a call centre. This has to stop. I've got to try and do something. Yep. So did the short course in Wellington. Great fun. And then just got really lucky, got a job um, producing a breakfast show, a nationwide breakfast show, just while the GFC was hitting. Got in, made redundant a year later. In radio? Yeah. Which one was that? Uh, the Sound, which back okay. then was Solid Gold. So right, produced right, right. for a guy. Blackie? Called, yeah, Blackie. Oh, yeah, God, I love Blackie. R.I.P. Oh, my He goodness. passed away a few years ago, but I worked with him for a year. And uh, yeah, shit, what a pro. Yeah, yeah. Lovely man too. Legend. Absolute yeah. legend. Um, but I would like... So your brain goes mental when you're doing breakfast radio because the hours are just insane. Yep. So I was getting up at like 4.30 and I was doing a tiny bit of stand-up comedy at the time. So I'd be like doing gigs at night and then sleeping for three, four hours and then yep. getting up and doing, um, going to the radio station. And uh, I would listen to Alex Jones as if I wasn't like going crazy enough because it was just so, it, it was before he got, he didn't used to be political at all. He was just like a total um, conspiracy. Pox freak. on all their houses, yeah. like screw everyone. The Republicans and Democrats <laughs> are all the same. Everyone sucks. Uh, the aliens are coming for us. They're interdimensional, <laughs> and it was all just like quite entertaining. The frogs are turning us gay. That was well, the it was best before one. that though, because even that's like slightly political. But it was before all of that right. bullshit. He was just a really funny, loose can. And I, I'm not convinced he drank his own Kool Aid back then. But it, but to your point about Leighton, he I think was like a really gifted broadcaster. Yeah. That was just this crazy dude, and you put a microphone on. And he could just go for yep. four hours yep. weaving the most incredible network conspiracy theories of stuff that was going on. And I used to just love it, eh? It was so funny. Yeah. Um, he's, um, yeah, yardstick for radio. And they always talk about in talkback, and this is the thing to learn and people doing talkback, like hosting talkback, is contrary to the listener's belief, people mm. tune in to listen to the host. Whereas the, a lot of the callers think people tune in to listen to the callers because they're, oh, like, no call, they're like they're like no without me you wouldn't listen. have a show and yeah. and I used to hear Leighton just at you know I, I produced Leighton several times but like I was filling but I did that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it'd be like twenty to midday or twenty to eleven or whatever and have three or four calls yeah but he'd just have something to say and he'd go and it would be ten times better than a call hey can we um that's really cold can we turn that off or turn that down or turn it up or something sorry I'm a bit of come a, on a Jay sort it out. Sorry, sorry. I'm sorry, sorry. Um, but the thing you talk about with with that, with, you know, um, about places to go moving on, is exactly why I left Talkback. I was working, uh, I, was ha- I had some good shifts in the weekends. I was doing a Sunday night show with me and Petra Bagast on Sunday nights at nine o'clock. What does she like to work with? Oh, amazing. I mean, you got to think, is she not, doesn't her persona just go nicest person in the world? Yeah, yeah. totally. So it's exactly what she's like. Is she massive Crizzo though? Um, depends she what, used to be? Depends what you mean. Is she a big time Christian? Well, she's a she's a Christian, and, and by virtue of that, quite conservative in some of her, her uh, that, opinions. And see, so that's where I'm saying depends what you mean. I think I there's see. a lot of 
misconception about the term Christian and what that therefore means people believe. Mm. So I think there is a very commonly held belief, probably because the majority of Christians are pretty anti-gay and conservative. I think formally that was definitely the case, yeah. And I think that's all changing now. So when you say massive Crizzo, what I always would say is, what do you mean by that? Just well, but she's a, she's I'll a, tell I know she goes she goes to church. Oh no, I I I'm good. I'm quite quite close, quite good mates with Petra. Right, lost a bit of contact since moving to Dunedin. Yep. But um, when I was back in Auckland, I would say to Auntie your question uh, was a Christian. Went to church weekly. Um, what else do you want to know? <laughs> Honestly, nothing. Yeah. I'm just throwing some slugs out there. Being a stand-up comedian, making wild swings, <laughs> getting called on my bullshit, and then going, eh, good point. Yeah. That um, needs to be mic'd up. Otherwise, it's just a weird, <laughs> loud sound that no, it's 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 people will know. People They've will heard know. the shows. Um, but I did the same thing. I was working mostly overnights. Yeah. And did you go crazy? No, I liked it. I really liked it because I'd finish at six in the morning. I'd go home and go to bed, and I'd get up at three in the afternoon. And then so I'd have from and then I'd like have that. from three p.m. to eleven p.m. all to myself. And, yeah. and if, you know, you work nine to five in Auckland, mm. you'd get home from work at six o'clock, you'd go mm. to bed at 11 o'clock, you might miss your kids because they've gone to bed at six o'clock because they were young. So actually it was it was really good hours. Choice. I enjoyed the hours, but I couldn't do it forever. I got to a point where I was like, oh, this is starting to affect, the sleep is starting to affect me a bit. Yeah. And then I went to my bosses and I said to them, um, quite arrogantly, you know, when Paul Holmes came on board, when Layson came on board, when these guys all came on board, they were in their 30s. I'm in my 30s. I want the opportunity to move off my dawns. What's going to happen? And they talk about a progression plan and this and that. And I said, and I basically said, look, if you can convince me that there is anyone who's gone off my dawns and stayed in this building, I'll yeah. take your point. But I can't think of a single person who's come off overnights. Yeah. That and you gone guys anywhere. Have, and, and gone anywhere. I mean, the example I always use is Marcus Lush, but he went to Fovo FM. And, and bluff for a while and came back. So no What's one's, old Lushy doing now? Um, he's because he, he's, he's in back Invercargo on, he's on ZB. or something, right? He's on ZB. Is he in Invercargo or, or here? Uh, Dunedin? No, he's not here. I, I have no idea about his personal life, but I Southland think or he's something. doing nights on ZB. So he, got, so, he, so he got to go back, but they could therefore couldn't say, well, this person went from Midorn to something else because there yeah. is no one. And when I realised that, much like yourself, I went, well, there's no progression plan. Yeah. Um, I either accept that this is my place and listen to Bruce Russell on mid-dawns. He's still doing it. I accept this is my place and there's nowhere to go and I loved it and that was okay. Yeah. Or I go, if I want to do something else in 10 years from now, yeah, yeah. then I better leave. And that was the reason. Man, it's a hard decision, eh? Because yeah. you then have to... So you're already maybe, if you get to that point of going, I need to jump off, you're probably not exactly where you want to be then. And then you additionally probably have to jump off and take a few steps backwards yep. to start a new trajectory. Yep. And that's well, tough. I was lucky I had some other business interests on the way. I was always sort of that believer that um, the radio industry is so fickle that if you put all your eggs in that basket at some stage there's a at least a, a better than average chance you're going to yeah. get shat on yeah I mean look what's just happened with the hits the hits is just canned um, at least one or two local breakfast shows because they're bringing uh, John and Ben through yeah from out of Auckland and those shows are just gone and John and Ben were supposed to be on Hodaki, right? Yeah, and did, did they now. start there, or did they? They just never. To be honest, I I was uh, when you leave radio, you keep quite a close eye on it. But yeah. since sort of starting doing this stuff and getting involved in sort of independent, free, 
unsolicited it's the new media. media, bitches. You can say whatever you want. The broadcasting standards do not apply. They do not apply. Well, but do they? Who knows? No, They're not they being don't. enforced, that's but, for sure. But defamation still does, though. We've got to be careful of that one. <laughs> Defamation's forever, man. You can't escape that just by streaming online. Um, none of us want to be in a courtroom. <laughs> I've never... Daniel Craig. I thought you were going to say Colin Dan- Craig. Colin yeah, Craig. Yeah, did you just burp Maybe. into the mic No, pack? I did lean back a little bit. It sounded like it was even yeah, more there was There was voluminous. a big one. And I, got, I got that in my cans too, so, you know. <laughs> Surround sound, baby. So, yeah. So, listen, you do lots of things. Um, uh, do you... Like, it's, I, I, I'm not going to ask that question. I was about to ask a question which sounded like an interview because I fucking hate those kinds of questions. Just, right. Just ask no, the question, man. No, hey, no, Pat. No. Open your heart to me. Ask okay. the question. All right. <clears throat> if you were going to only do one of the things for yeah. the rest of your life, yeah. what would it be? It's a great question. Oh, I'm glad you asked it. <laughs> like, what's, what do you think? What do you consider yourself first and foremost? Is it a stand-up? Um, I don't even know. This is the thing. I've never had a massive attack. Like, this is going to sound overly philosophical for what is quite a straightforward question. However, I've like, I'm Tim. Yeah. And I've always Hi, thought of myself... That way, like I've never been very attached or identified with the job that I have, probably because I've always tended to do a few things at once. Yeah. So like it actually took me, I can now say I'm a comedian, but it took me probably six years of doing stand-up comedy to be able to actually say that. Yeah. Um, and, and I know a lot of people are, are the same, like, yeah, I, I saw Rose Metafeo talk about that once online as well. Like she's doing well, isn't she? Gosh, seeing her popping up she's on those panel right? shows from the UK. Yeah, it's yeah. she's got the goods. Yeah. She's bloody funny. Um, yeah, so so yeah, I'm a comedian, but I like to do lots of things. So that's a nice overarching kind of title as well. I like to do comedy. That's what I yeah. say to people usually. Is like they go, "What do you do?" And I say, "I do comedy." Because the outworkings from that could be in any genre yeah. sort of thing or any. Because I I love yeah. like I, I really enjoy podcasting. Yeah. I love stand up, um, and I love making you know little web series and stuff. And when the odd bit of TV would present itself, I would welcome it if it's the right thing I yeah. kind of hate television though yeah why because they won't ask me to do anything <laughs> I hate television because <laughs> they, they don't like me exactly so I've got to get in there first Fuck, so that world, I can bro. protect my feelings <laughs> it's it's real schoolyard bullying I hate all the mainstream media for that reason welcome there to my is world. an element of that though it becomes a bit chicken and egg but then you know when you um, uh, sort of get burned by it for long enough I think it, it you know if you have the right attitude about it yep you, it's a cool thing. It's yep. quite freeing because yep. I know some comedians, I know some in New Zealand, sadly, who you can develop a bit of a chip on your shoulder if you exist in that paradigm of you're constantly feeling like you're being overlooked for everything yeah. and you just frame everything that way. And at some point you've got to be like, yeah, but it's not in your control. Like mm. go and do something else. Go and make some shit of your own. You yeah. know, like go and create your own media bandwidth. If they're not letting you into the house, make a really shitty house, but it'll be your one. And in this day and age, um, with the, the, the entry price of technology, I mean, what we're doing here is television studio 10 years ago. Dude. And you know, if, I, if I had any, smoked any weed before I came in here, if, if anyone in Dunedin wants to hook me up in the next 36 <laughs> hours, I, I would just go all day about that. Because I've got very, like, strong philosophical beliefs about, like almost political beliefs about that. I think it is so, so dope, the time that we're living in now, that it's so democratising how cheap 
tech has got. There's a very and anyone can just do whatever they want. There's a very oh, famous no. Dunedin uh, dope supplier within a couple of hundred meters of the studio. Sick with a capital Y. <laughs> I, I, sorry, allegedly, I actually allegedly. reckon uh, probably in the in, in the current Corona age, we should probably be laying off the stuff. Eh? You want to give your lungs the best possible uh, chance they can have. Are you? Do you care about Corona? Um, yeah, I do because my wife's a doctor, so oh, like shit. she's she's very much um, you know been bringing the reality to me. What kind of doctor? What it's about she's a GP. Okay. General practice. Yeah. So, um, so, so, I was, we were just talking before, and, and actually, when I went and met you at the door, I don't, don't panic. I don't think. I think the first thing I said to you made you think that I'm like incredible. Like I was going to put a mask on for that. We did joke about having a perspex shield though at some stage in the middle of the two. Terrible things. for sound though. As Terrible you know. for sound. We've got to, got to put a baffler up. I want to put a. Like, I, I said oh, we should get a cone of silence, like you know, get smart. You know, back in the day, Maxwell Smart. You know the TV show. Yeah, I remember yeah, the, that. The cone of silence. That didn't work. <laughs> That was the joke, but that was that was it was great because it would be it would be great for coronavirus. Yeah, it wouldn't work for silence, yeah. but it would work for spreading germs. But the, so, but the kind fantastic. of silence was two circles with a tube down the middle. That just means if you sneeze, it would send like a bullet from one to the other. That's yeah, a good but, point. But it's reducing the R naught of the coronavirus to one rather than being two one <laughs> two, which it is because it's just infinite. But ensuring that if either of us had it going in, both of us would definitely emerge with it going out. Yeah, well, that that's, podcast that's will have a twelve two week stand down period. That's solidarity yeah. in so the podcast. Here's a question about Corona that I was thinking just. Yesterday, I don't think it would be good to get. Let's just put that out there. But in theory, if you were to get it, yeah. would it be better to get it now whilst there's no pressure on the health system or to get it in six months' time where there's 23,000? Because, listen, these are, this, is the, this is the argument. It's like in, 20, in, in six months' time, they'll know a lot more about it yeah. and potentially be able to treat it in a lot better if, if they can, yeah. but there'll be more pressure. Well, I only mention this because I just mentioned that my wife's a doctor. Yep. Whatever I say is my own bullshit. <laughs> Whatever I say is my own silly, silly piss boy bullshit yep. of just being a, uh, a rancid comedian who reads the first paragraph of articles and then yep. presses on. But um, I think, like for people like you and I, we can't we can't get involved with the healthcare system. We just got to go to bed. There's people who need like that's the thing that I keep reading is you've got to reserve the healthcare system for acutely yeah. sick people. This is people with Anything from like diabetes to severe asthma or elderly people who get it, you gotta free up those beds for them. That's freaking thirty. I don't know how old you are, Pat. Thirty year old. I actually feel quite good you're including me in this group. <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling like one of the old people that needs to be. I've got kids, and I'm like, you fuckers, bring this home to my house. You're gonna kill me. Kids and don't I'm, get it. Oh, they might they, spread it. No, though, they get it, but they don't get affected don't get by it. And what's that about? You know, it's like the tribes coming true. No, you know what it is? It's Logan's run. We we're just talking about this. It's Logan's run for 2020, but rather than the age being at 30, it's like 80. This is it, what was, it, it is. was genetically engineered by millennials so they can buy houses. Yeah. Dude, maybe though. Maybe though. <laughs> now we're in the Alex Jones territory. This is what Bring I'm talking on. about. I think um, this is what I was going to say to you. I not to freak you out because I'm not like a mass conspiracy, uh, but I'm observant. And what I just ob- <laughs> what I just ob- what I observed is how many things. I'm using that by the way. Okay, hey, listen, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I am very observant. What I observed <laughs> was how many things you have to touch. Like that's yeah. the thing that like I was at the post office yesterday, and my hands are on the counter, and I'm like, oh, shit, this is this you you know you, I'm touching it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's more that not that I'm worried about touching it right now today. You just notice it though, yeah, right? Notice it, like opening up one of the doors here in the building. Like I, I I've always kind of you know when leaving a public well, this place is public, but that's what I always kind of push with my I've always sort of done that. Yeah. But this door only goes one way, so you have to grab the handle and pull the it. The thing is, and I could, I could be wrong about this, um, but this is bad, right? 
But it feels like in terms of a global outbreak of a virus, it could be a lot worse. And the thing that I know a lot of people were anticipating and I was sort of anticipating was like a... Um, it, it was zombie land not necessarily though i did just <laughs> start, i just downloaded uh world war z started well, reading that for the first time if you look at the itunes Finally. charts right now the top two movies are both matt damon it's ford versus ferrari and contagion oh, like i never saw contagion it's love good. a good virus movie okay yeah, oh, well. yeah yeah especially because it's actually basically it's, it's exactly what's happening did you say apple movies apple iTunes, you know, iTunes what's movies. that i just watched the funny <laughs> yeah, so like just, a, just another like, place just to, get like to say there's two things in the last minutes that, that, that don't feel well for you, Pat, and that is that oh, you shit. went to the post office, <laughs> which kind of puts you in a generation that you should be worried about. No, no, I had, no, 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 okay, okay, stop, 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 stop. <laughs> I had a courier delivery okay. thing in my door that I had to go and pick up. Okay. So I'm not dealing with no fucking letters or anything. Mm-hmm. Come on now. <laughs> Buying stamps? No, sis. <laughs> what I was going to say is that I think the anticipated thing that was going to take the, the globe by storm was a, um, like, uh, uh, uh very resistant strain of something right. coming out of a place like India because they use, um, what are they called? Antibacterial stuff. Oh, that's going to come after coronavirus because everybody's using pure what they, hell. What are they called? Penicillin and stuff? Uh, ba- bacteria resistant cephalococcus. Superbugs. Super yeah, superbugs. Yeah. But what's the thing? Antibiotics. Thank you. Antibiotic <laughs> resistant. Are you honestly searching? Hang on. Do you, what does your wife do again? I've had four hours sleep. <laughs> okay, fair I've enough. Got, I, yeah. Fair enough. I don't even think I had that because I did the gig last night in Christchurch. It went very well. Thanks for asking. And then I went, well, I had a couple of drinks, and then I went and stayed at my uncle's place, and there was a cat on heat outside the window the whole time. And then wow. I had to get up very early to jump on a bus to get here to Dunners. Right. Very early out. in the morning. Yeah. So how did you get from, from to here? I just walked. Oh, man, what if you're going, you're going out drinking after this? I hear. I'm going to have a beer. Right. Yeah. Now, speaking of. I'm going to have a second yeah. beer. Yeah, yeah. Because when in Rome, and it's such a beautiful day out there, because normally okay. I'm so bad at that. Like when I do the Melbourne Festival or whatever, I just stay in my room and do work right. for so much of the day, and I'll go out and get like a coffee for fresh air. Um, but I'm just like worrying about my show and sorting my jokes out and freaking doing emails well, and I'm stuff. I'm pretty sure I've said this several times when people come to, you know, out-of-towners come to Dunedin, they say, what should we do? And I was like, well, the local customers binge drinking. Yeah. So, you know, when in Rome. Yeah. I think I'm Jay, so I've just got a note. I've got a I'm note. an acid guy now. I'm <laughs> LSD all the way. Alcohol is out the window. I am prophetizing. I'm pretty sure I'm using that wrong. I'm I'm spreading the good word. No, prophetizing. Fantastic about LSD from here on out. All right. I um I just have a show note. Can I just do a show note first of all? Hey, Jace, can we figure out a way to get an outside camera? Because what I've just decided, it would be really nice for you. mean, like the news, like the weather? Yeah. It's like coming out of Hamilton. Yeah, because when, when, when someone said that's such a lovely day, it'd be nice to go click, click, and show the lovely day. There's streaming the cameras that when you we're, could uh, When we're in the pit. Oh, yeah, I could, I could bring up one of those now. I'll, yeah. I'll look on the bit service look website. Yeah, that's yeah. it. There's no, traffic yeah. cams and stuff yeah. as well. So you go, if you Google DCC webcams. Because that's what you do when you're looking Dunedin City Council. Oh, right. Because that's what you do when you're looking to see if it's snowing in the hills. You look up the DCC webcams and they show you stuff. Hot like, tip. Pretty when I'm next in town. Pretty this exciting. is good intel. I also wanted to know, Jace, there was two reasons why this thing's going to kill go. me. There's, 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 uh, you're on that's, the telly. That's, up, that's, that's up, Roslyn. That's just up above us. It's gorgeous. You know? Oh, here we Look, go. it's clear skies out there, folks. Octagon. It's bloody here, nice. Us. People are getting out there, yeah. getting involved. Us over, over here somewhere, over that way, some some kind of point, of point I think. Something. I still want to hear the second reason coronavirus is going to kill me, Jace. The first was I went to the post office. What's the second one? Oh, that you didn't know what Apple Movies was. No, that's because I don't pay for anything. Okay, fair Ooh. enough. Oh, Pirate Bay. Lord. Pirate yeah. Bay. I just paid for the New Zealand Herald to get, to get past <laughs> the paywall. I just paid for the New York Times to get past the paywall, but they, had a, they had a special yeah. that made it $26 for the year. That's if. Do you know how expensive the Herald is? 
No. Take a punt for uh, just online. Okay. No so paper if, subscription. If an actual paper is like what? what two bucks? Uh, yeah, like two. So that'd 30, be so that'd be eighty, I think. So that'd be twenty bucks a week. So let's call that eighty bucks a month if you're buying it from the shop. So online, I don't know, thirty bucks a month. 20 bucks a month? 15 bucks a month? It's 20 bucks a month. Yeah. Well, I just bought the New York. It was on Super Tuesday. I needed the information. And so I thought, well, I mean, I wouldn't normally buy the New York Times necessarily, but I read I read a lot about American politics. And I thought, Are you sick of talking about Super Tuesday? Fuck no. It's my favourite topic. Do you okay. reckon Bernie can still come back from this? Because well, I reckon he can. At this time... <laughs> At this time, and I think coronavirus is exactly the be. kind of variable we needed in conjunction with that debate. Thing is, no one's going to watch the debate because it's going to because it's going to kill Joe. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I might have to kill both. No, of them no, 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 no. Because now everyone's well. I wish Yang was still in the race because now everyone's going. A holy crap! Everyone has to stay home from work. The economy's screwed. What's the solution to that? Yeah, yeah, universal basic bucks. income. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but B man, it'd be nice to have universal healthcare at the moment. Yeah, so, you know, they're all getting now for the CDC guys being held as feet to the fire. They're all going to get free tests. Uh, they so won't do that. What, what, I like know, God bless Katie like, Porter you know? for making him say that. If you haven't seen the clip, you should look it up. I think I'm pretty sure her name's Katie Porter. And I think she's a member of Congress. I yeah. can't remember for what state, but she is phenomenal at just owning officials who come in from one the Trump administration. One of the most beautiful ironies I've heard is the reason they say that Tom Hanks and his wife were diagnosed with it is because they're in Australia. Because in America, no one's getting tested. Yeah, yeah. And so actually because they're in a place that has... Uh, a functioning healthcare system? Yeah, that's maybe not completely free, but free. That's How long yeah. is it, bro? It's five Katie minutes. Porter. Yeah, it's quite long. Invoking... Your existing authority under 42 CFR 71.30 to provide for coronavirus just testing for every American regardless of insurance coverage. What I was trying to say is that CDC is working with... So she's saying he can make the choice if he wants yeah. it right now. Dr. Redfield, I hope that that answer weighs heavily on you. Ooh. Because it is going to weigh very Bitch. heavily on me and on every American family. Our intent is to make sure every American gets the care and treatment they need at this time. God, looks like a cartoon character, eh? <laughs> That's a weird-looking dude. That's what was Red, his name? Dr. Redfield. It's almost a Bond villain name. Yeah. Yeah. Hum, his, his cartoon name would be Humphrey, Humphrey Balding Lot. You shouldn't make fun of people for how they look. How base. <laughs> how childish. I've had it all my life, so. It's like I, I'm not racist because I've got a black friend. I've had it all You my remind life. me. <laughs> do you know who you remind me of? And don't take this the wrong I, way. I've, I've got a name in my head. Go. You can go. No, you go. No, you go. We'll say, we should both write it down. Uh, is it a, okay? Is it a New Zealander? Yeah, yeah. Is it a New Zealander who's involved in broadcasting? Yeah. I know who you're going to say. Who? Because with bomb. Yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> it ends Except, in uh, it and hates no, me. And no, oh, he hates a lot of people, my dude. <laughs> bomb is an interesting cat. Because I disagreed with him. One time, <laughs> yep. yes, literally one time. He used to call me and yeah. tell me that I was the only sane voice on ZB, and he texted me and messaged me. Yeah. And one time, I came out against a, the union and the ports of Auckland fight for for logical reasons, and then I was a right wing mouthpiece, banned, blocked, literally one time. So I am <laughs> I'm exactly the right age, and there's like everyone who I'm 32. Hang on, hang on. Yeah. I got one more part of my rant. Oh, okay, sorry. Because yeah, yeah. the most important thing is I'm not anti union. And I wrote this in an article. I was anti that union's position that one time. Previously to that, I'd written about national standards and why national standards were so bad. Mm-hmm. So much so that the NZDI, the teachers' union, took my blog post and used it in their advertising. Dope. So, so it was really a comrade. It was really, it was really a, a positional, a positional thing. So yeah. you go, you go, you go. Um, 
Everyone who's exactly like 32, pretty much, maybe give or take a year, used to listen to Bomber on the late night talkback show. Channel, on Channel Z. Z. I was Sunday looking upstairs night. at Moore Affair. I used to go, I used to go into a studio every night this, and catch up on it was the West Coast. It's going to take quite a few years because I'm 37 and I used to oh, listen to Bomber. Oh, did you? Yeah, man. You Channel were just, Z, you were too was, old, but you were I still. I think Channel Z is the, was the one of the best radio stations New Zealand has ever had. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yep. But it's hard to tell because I think I was. Do about you know 12. why Channel Z started? Shall I smash oh, yeah, no, I know this. Shall I smash all your millennial illusions? I know this. Okay, you go I've first and then story. I'll give you the real reason. Yeah, you tell me if, I, if I've got this correct or not. So yeah. my understanding is that um, the Helen Clark government sort of empowered RNZ to be like, yo, let's do a youth no, station and started that. talking about it. And then MediaWorks were like, no, we're the private sector. You cannot compete with us. No, because they already we had the edge. We will create our own one. No, they already had the edge. Edge was a youth station. Yeah, anyway. but wasn't it a bit that it was like they no, were going to introduce look, the quota I, and I'm stuff. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, young young people. <laughs> <laughs> okay, boomer. Let me let me smash your illusions. Go on. Right, hundred percent. Okay, it's like this, right? People think about talkback and radio, especially talkback, as a, such an interesting thing to play. The job of a talkback host is to keep you listening until the next ad break, and then get you to come back after the ad break. That's mm. it. The job of a radio host is to get you to listen to the ads. The reason Channel Z started was so be- cynical. Now that it, you're uh, on new media, it's true. Hat. My <laughs> and God. The reason Channel Z started. I was working for More FM at the time. The reason Channel Z started was because Morefin had too many ads and they needed overflow. That's why Channel Z started. <laughs> this sounds like something a Morefin announcer would say. <laughs> I like my theory better. <laughs> it's very Morefin centric. They needed overflow. It's a Morefin centric view of the universe. I know, because I, I think about James Coleman. James Coleman was the Does, r- the radio god on Channel Z, and I just. I Does just, that mean that that More FM was doing so well yeah. that they literally had I, to create more inventory? I worked for like More. F- I worked for More FM Auckland, and um, the boss there we used to call Uncle Larry. He's a lovely guy. They do million dollar months in December, and now a lot of stations do this. But I'm talking mm. in the late nineties, you know, and there'd be multiple. Like we we went away. They were making so much money, they took away every employee of Channel Z and of More FM. To Fiji for three days. That's, that's how so, much money the place that's was making. It's so wild to compare to the reality now. Yeah. The big famous people still get a bit of money, but everyone no, no, else working everyone. in radio, like especially promo staff, man, my heart goes out to them. It's such a hard job and they get literally yep. nothing, like yep. minimum wage. Well, kind of less because they always work more hours than they get paid for. Yep. And you're in like a chicken outfit getting fucking egged <laughs> by some first years in the octagon. It's a bad scene, man. A lot of people's entry point into the industry, though. It is. Did you, did you guys see this in, on on Twitter? Like the, this was like part of like an OE uh, I request for. No, mate, I wrote a piece on. Oh, um, maybe I saw sure you. Maybe this. I saw you were. I launched this meme. This, <laughs> this was Tim Bat. <laughs> what are we looking at? I don't know what this is. So the um so this was some like internal research mark like marketplace study or something. You 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 know about it. You tell yeah. it. <laughs> so um. <laughs> You guys might be aware that Radio New Zealand has announced they're going to um, do a youth station. This is what all the kerfuffle about, about Concert FM. Yeah, but now they're actually doing it. Yeah. Um, the kerfuffle around Concert FM was because of this, because they were going to grab the FM frequency from Concert and give yeah, it to right. this youth music station. And so um, they got uh, official information act requested, and because they're a government department or part of a government department, they have to release certain records 
you know, unless there's a good reason to not release them to the public. And so this is a slide on some internal reports they made in the preparation of like a business case for this youth music station. And this, uh, and this according to Radio New Zealand, are the 10 kinds of New Zealanders. So this is the entire right. country. So that means each of these represents about, what, is it 10? So about 450,000 people. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty grim. All right, so let's, what, what, what are we? There's a global... Do you want me to read? I'll, I'll bring up my piece, eh? Yeah, please It was do. funny. Miss Jace wants to bring it up on the big screen. Do both. Well, like, uh, oh yeah, is it what can you I throw like to you, it? I like how you say, "I'll bring up my piece." It's funny, like this is where we're being. I promise, <laughs> I'm a middle child. I'm used to having to like really convince people that what I've got to say is worthwhile. You know, real scrappy at the dinner table. The globalist with your blue jeans, smart casual blazer, and salt over pe- overtaking pepper head. You're not embarrassed to share that you've done pretty well in the property market. Your kids have finally <laughs> left the nest. And now you find yourself between lagers, wondering aloud if men really are copping it a bit unfairly in this hashtag Me Too era. Doesn't that guy just look like absolutely that dude, though? Yeah, totally. Absolutely sits there talking about how Me Too is a bit harsh. Absolutely. I nailed him, eh? Absolutely nailed him. So, so I want to find me. Where's the Gen Xer? What's that? I guess so you're talking about more... Um, not generational necessarily here, but the way what they you know interest what? them and what they do. Of all of them, I reckon Globalist probably is the Gen Xer. No, it's the boomer. He's I don't know. I'm looking, at, no, curi- I'm looking at curious grazer there. Company sports fan. <laughs> <laughs> Was that what they actually yeah, called them? RNZ called them. So the na- the names are according to RNZ so and the, the descriptions I've written. So they actually called it. A group of New Zealanders are touted like it is sports fans. Yeah, which is the most euphemistic way of saying the racist middle New Zealand that I've ever heard. And how are the Warriors doing at the moment? They're playing their first game. The racist right wing. You are asking the wrong man, Pat. (laughs) I saw a fantastic thing the other day, and I can't remember what it was, Pat. Unengaged. Unengaged. I just read unengaged. Unengaged. Oh, yeah, no, that's basically everybody. (laughs) So that's 98. That's every student and 98% of people. That's what a boomer would refer to as a millennial, basically. (laughs) It's just every – because they go to craft beer festivals and have avocado on toast and complain about not being able to buy a house. This is us. That's us. That's who we are. Not all, not all millennials. What were you saying then, before? Then, sorry, before you were so rudely interrupted by Pat. <laughs> what were you saying? I don't know what I was saying. Oh no, I just, it, was, it was a funny, a funny thing. That wasn't it, probably not even that funny. I just remember it was. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you after Pat. It was fantastic because <laughs> they, they were basically making fun of some dude and they said you. I think it was actually what it was. That's what it was. They were referring to. So, oh god, I can't even remember who it was. I think it was literally like Wu Tang Clan or something. Like yeah. that's right. I was reading. I don't know. Dirty you, old you, bastard. You spent a lot of time on Twitter, um, Tim. So you probably come. Have you seen the fan spec script for Grown Ups Three? Uh, yes. So you've read the script. So at one point they're making fun of 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 they're making fun of. It's so good. Um. Oh god, what's his name? Oh, uh, old mate, um, Adam Sandler, Adam, nah. yeah, uh, the oh. black guy. What's his fuck? Oh, Chris Rock. Chris Rock. Yeah, I making fun you're of Chris about Rock. Something completely different. Yeah, okay. Can so I just the, say? Can the, I just say? I, I get a little bit uncomfortable when anyone throws out the black guy, the black guy, as a definition well, for someone. And to be fair, there is a soul African American dude in the movie. Shaq's in the second one. He's a sack. Oh, he's a soul. But they're basically saying like they're taking the piss of Chris of Chris Rock, and they're like, dude, back in the day, you used to be edgy. But now your entire demographic is 40-somethings who listen to Wu-Tang. Yeah. And I was like, that sounds exactly like Pat. Because you were a big fan of Chris Rock as well. And I thought it was hilarious. Chris Rock, no, no, I was, I was a, <laughs> Chris Rock I would missed. I was Eddie Murphy, Delirious, oh, I yeah, watched yeah, 400 yeah, times yeah. as a teenager. Yeah. So Eddie Murphy How was more old was he when he did that? Like 22? 22. That is, 
obscene. Yeah. He's this gone is just weird my subtle now. way of bringing us back to comedy. Do, do you know he's coming back, eh? Nice one. You're obviously Eddie aware Murphy. of that. Nah, yeah. I don't know anything, man. Netflix has just booked him for around. a special. That's crazy. And I listen a bit to like the Tom Zaguras and the Burt uh, Crushes and those guys and guys, their podcasts, mm. and they're talking about, we're seeing him down at the comedy club at one in the morning trying shit out. Has so. he, he got it? Has he still well, got it? Because he went really weird. No one saw him for ages, and then he went back to the SNL like 40 anniversary or whatever. And nailed it. And nailed it. And nailed it. If you bring up, uh, Jace, if you can bring up, um, I think it's the uh, the Twain, Mark Twain Awards Eddie Murphy acceptance speech. Mm-hmm. He talks about Bill Cosby and he does that, you, you know, that voice he does. Yeah. And you can see that the timing's still there. And yeah. it doesn't mean the content's going to be amazing. We'll have to wait and see. But you can still see that he has got, I think this, he, he hasn't lost something. Give me a bit of this. Oh, there he is. Just script through about halfway through because that's when he kind of gets into it. For celebrating me and honoring me in such a wonderful way. And, and Carl Reiner and, and uh, Lily Tomlin. Who else got Bill? Oh, Bill, Bill has one of these. Yes. <laughs> you can just see that he's still got... Did y'all make Bill give his back? Yes, it is. He's still got them click that timing. I know it was a big outcry from people. They was trying to get Bill to give his trophies back. You know you f***ed up when they want you to give your trophies back. <laughs> <laughs> That'll tell us. Anyway, he goes on. If people want to look at I want to hear him do the voice. Surely he's about to do it. <laughs> give his trophy back, too? He should do one show where he just come out and just talk crazy now. I would like to talk to <laughs> some of the people. Who right, that'll do before we get ripped off YouTube. Oh yeah, true. Um, I, 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 so he seems to be. I don't know. I, you, you hear a broadcaster who hasn't worked for ten years go back and you go, they've got it. They might be a bit rusty. They might not have the content, but they've got. It. I think I'm really intrigued to see what he, what, how he. Oh comes yeah, across. he's still Eddie Murphy, yeah. realistically. But I thought he became like a shut-in or something. Yeah, if you see the episode of him on comedians and cars getting coffee, you kind of like, okay, he's not there anymore, right? Because he's just like he must have been like, like really? he must have had too many. Um, I don't know like, if I've seen that one. Mm, eh? There's an episode where he yeah he does come, come in, and he's just really spacey. But yeah. Jerry Seinfeld as well is not the most like kind of warm entity to be around he was trying pretty like you could see you know if you if you watch the occasional interview of you know people you can sometimes see when the interviewer is trying really hard to yeah. get something out of the person and yeah. he was just getting nothing but he was he was sort of like he was doing the minimum he could to and he was kind of i think it was actually when jerry was like have, no do you want to do a special and he's just like oh, i don't want to do a special nobody will want me to do a special and he's like i call Netflix <laughs> today and they'll give you like $10 million or $100 million. Dollars, yeah. you know. Clearly, yeah. it's now maybe come that, maybe to that's fruition. Yeah, who knows would you want to do a chat show, Pat, like on television, on traditional TV it in would, this day and age? In this day and age, in the year age. of our Lord 2020. It would really, in fact, you know what I've been watching on YouTube? Uh, Richard Osmond in the UK has a new game show where it's him and four celebrity guests. And I've thought, oh, I wonder how that would translate. So it's not that I've. Is it a game show? Uh, it's, it a it's, a, show? it's a it's a game show, but it, but but it's made me kind of think. You know, I've done a little bit, not a lot, a little mm-hmm. bit here and there. I just kind of broke into the world being a, a VJ on Juice TV back in the day. That's where I yeah. sort of started before More FM, um, and it would depend. It would depend on a lot of things. Like I I, in talking to people involved with things like New Zealand on air, the consummate example of an utter failure that I mentioned to them, I love them online. I think that's where they're genius is spin-off TV. Right. Spin-off TV spends, well, spin-off yeah. spends years going, 
It's the death of TV. TV's dead. This yeah. is a new media. Then they get given three quarters of a million dollars, and all yeah. of a sudden, hey, we've got a TV show that goes from 60,000 viewers to 30,000 viewers, and my understanding is by the end of it, when it's shifted to about three in the morning, it has 4,000 viewers. Yeah, it wasn't and, anyone's finest hour who was involved in the no. decision-making or production with that. But I th- yeah. so, so, so my answer to your question TV's is... hard. My answer to your question is it would depend. It would depend. Well, what would you want to do? What would you want to build, ideally? Like, perfect world, snap your fingers. Let's say budget, like, is no barrier, but you, you can get enough money, you know, essentially to do what you want to do. I wonder if um, something live and interactive with uh, an audience would be interesting. Not, yeah, not yeah. a live audience, but maybe even a call-in audience. Yeah, totally. Guests and that kind I'm of with stuff. You. That's what I want to do with my streaming stuff. Yeah. I want to ju- And just, like, people all around the world, just have a Skype number yeah. and be like... Have yeah. a chat. Yeah, we've got a um, we've gone because what we're doing here, uh, like we might have. Oh, I probably shouldn't say that, should I? Don't say it because it's going to go out. I was going to talk, talk about sponsors and stuff, and that'll disappear. <laughs> anyway, we're, we're approaching this podcast a little bit more corporately this year, just because I don't mm-hmm. do this. We know this for free. Yeah, you know, this needs to pay. This needs to pay for rent. It needs to pay for yeah, man. You know the debt that I've put on myself by getting cameras and that kind of totally. stuff. Totally. Oh um, man, I'm I'm there with you. So we've approached it in a bit of a different way, and we've drawn up a document for this year. And part of the document is. Um, uh, a Sunday night talk show, Sick. online. Do it. So like, so like, I'll do it too. We'll compete for viewers. It'll be great. <laughs> it's not fair because you've got more followers than I do. I don't so think I do. Win. You just our, no. Our, you've got like eleven and a half thousand on Twitter. I think I've got sixteen. Oh, who cares? They're not real. It's all Russian bots <laughs> or something. You know, everything's everything's invented now, Pat. Nothing's real anymore. What I'd like to be able to do. Okay, so okay. You said money, no object. What I'd rather do is build something myself. Noel's house I, party. <laughs> but you're hosting. Mr. Blobby. Have you, seen the epi- have you seen the episode of uh, the Big Fat Quiz with <laughs> Wycliffe and Mr. Blobby coming on? No kidding. Among the funniest clips that's on the internet. It's good, eh? Mr. Blobby. Because who's losing their mind? There's a comedian, like a younger comedian. Yeah, is a white- guy, is a, uh, he's a young guy. Right. Who um it, I, I uh, if you put it on now I might just lose I might I might just shit myself Jack, in the chat. Jack Whitehall, sorry. Oh Whitehall, Whitehall. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's terrified, isn't he's he? He's terrified of Mr. Blobby. Oh my and God. then Mr. Blobby comes out. <laughs> it's <laughs> it really, really funny. Um Cause the guy in the Mr. Bobby suit. I God, wonder who he it is, he is but just, he does it well, yeah. It could be a woman. Let's just have the. You know what? This will get us put, kicked off. We have the volume it's, down so we can have the background. Yeah, but you just you gotta you gotta watch it, folks. Just look it up. We don't need. Yeah. Don't do it now. Let's have this as a lovely tease. It is among the funniest things I've ever watched. I don't think I've ever laughed so hard at a yeah. video clip. And it's the combination of, and this is really teasing people that we can't have the sound on, but the audio production that they use on Mr. Bobby's voice, it is demonic yeah. and monstrous, <laughs> but it's a comedy character. And Jack Whitehall is slowly just getting more and more wound up and terrified. And the person in the Mr. Bobby su- uh, uh, Mr. Blobby suit is just <laughs> leading right into it. Yeah. And then... <laughs> Just play the end when he smashes through the wall. Oh, he goes to get the trophy. God damn it. Oh, right, man. You going to get the trophy? Honestly, like, <laughs> I didn't think I was a fan of slapstick comedy, but that, just look up that clip. God damn, it's funny. Mr. Blobby uh, on the Big Is, this, is this anything? Us just talking about shit on the internet we like, you know? If it isn't, then we're screwed because this is us. This is <laughs> I love what, it. This is what we do. I love it. It's so freeing, yeah. isn't it? Do I, are you not enjoying yourself? I'm having a great do time. Do you want another beer? Are you kidding me? <laughs> um, yeah, I'll have another beer. All right. Yeah, no, no, no. it's max gold, realistically. It's, so what is it, like 4% beer. or something? Heineken, max gold. Yeah, max gold. I'll have max gold. They should be paying for those. Every time I say max gold, they should be paying you guys like 
$500. I'm not a big wine drinker. What about some spirits? What about trying out that vodka? Do you do acid, Pat? I've never done acid. You should do acid. Do you know what? I'll tell you something. Live on the podcast. I'll tell you something. Yeah, hard out. I did a comedy show on mushrooms once. I'll tell you something. I'll tell you something. I'll tell you something. It's absolutely true. Go on. I've never once in my life taken an illegal drug. Fuck, that makes me so sad. But listen, up until... It's not entirely true, though, is it? Up until... Oh. The last six months where I've started taking CBD for arthritis. Oh, true. And I'm uh, <laughs> arthritis. Okay, Boomer. So 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 we go to the post nah, office. People have arthritis. I say it's a rugby injury from that front row yeah. constantly doing this I mean, in kids, my back. Kids can have arthritis. Juvenile oh, idiopathic up. arthritis. It's a big, one in 1,000 kids are affected by it, you know. Yeah, so man. It's a big deal. I love that you're so, like, reflexive and defensive because <laughs> you're in Dunedin. Like, people are going to call me a pussy or something, so I've got to make up a, oh, a sports injury. It's probably it's probably because you're from Auckland and we're always defensive against Aucklanders. I'm a soy boy, man. You say whatever yeah. you want. You speak your truth. Open um, your heart. So, um, and a huge supporter of medicinal cannabis and yeah. very excited to see it pass and will be someone who investigates every aspect of it. Mm. And in the last three or four years, probably, if I'm honest, influence of listening to people like Joe Rogan, yeah, things like, is it DMT? Yeah, dimethyltryptamine. Uh, being, uh, opening my eyes to some of those things. Don't know if that means I'm ever going <laughs> to give it a, a crack. There is a wide gulf between weed, yeah, yeah, yeah. especially CBD I, I, oil I and, I and you, DMT. I but, but probably in a very different place today yeah. than I was quite a long time about. about That's um, cool. But, but the other thing is it's never been something that I've avoided. In other words, kind of, being pious about like mm. I did I've done a lot of on stage work a lot of work in theatres you know I'd come to the closing party and people would be spotting on the stove and that kind of stuff yeah. and it's not that I've kind of going I, I refuse it it's just like oh, I don't know not I'm, for I'm, you I'm fine that's I'm true, fine man. yeah yeah that's so that's good. sort of been my 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 deal so yeah um, started, started the CBD in the last sort of six months how have you that. found it has it worked for the arthritis has um, it been effective it helps and also, is it super expensive? Because my understanding yes. is it's approved, but it's not um, funded by Pharmac. So it's, it's not, got no... Uh, it's not approved yet. I think 1st of April it becomes approved. By and then Pharmac? Can, uh, I read something just the other day that said 1st of April technically it becomes approved, uh, becomes legal. Oh, okay. And but, uh, Doesn't but, mean but it's the funded. Ar- but the article was saying um, a lot of doctors are still sort of turning their nose up at it. But I just I go to my doctor and I just tell her, I'm taking CBD. And she's like, yeah. oh, okay. Um, so how are you getting it? From a drug dealer? Know someone who knows them. Well, they have these things called green fairies. And yeah, green, I know. Yeah. So green fairies, technically, you depends how you want to classify them. They grow strains of... Of marijuana that doesn't yeah low contain, THC high yeah. CBD so, which so the C- is the kind of painkiller. So the CBD I take is called Charlotte's Web, mm-hmm. and apparently it's got zero to three percent THC, no basically zero effect, no psychoactive content, yeah, none mm-hmm. whatsoever. And how does it work for me? Um, it doesn't. Ha- what happens with me is if I bend my back just the wrong way because it's my lower spine. Yeah. Like getting up from a table or just and my, you know, you imagine your spine's a bunch of, you know, click click clicks together. Yeah. And maybe it just. Yeah, does- I'm aware of a spine pad. Thanks. <laughs> Mate, you're asking- I've heard of vertebrae before. Ask your wife. Um, just opens a bit. I'm like a smart that. guy. I've read an article. So yeah. I, that's how I envision that. And some, if it just opens the wrong way, yeah. it feels like a knife goes in. Yeah. And like it's uh, audible. You don't want to mess around with your back, eh? No. So what I find when I'm on when I'm taking CBD is that I don't get. The, it's still sore. Like on my back sore right now, mm-hmm. but I don't get those instances so much right. where I get the stab. The sharp pain. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's so so that's so. You tried turmeric. Uh, no, nature's anti-inflammatory. Yeah, but so CBD, I think. I think yeah, CBD use both. Why not both? Yeah, yeah. This is a good thing about the more kind of natural remedies because they don't have massive side effects, so you can use them concurrently. 
Yeah. I guess. I guess. I don't know. What am I, an herbalist now? I also have to be careful a little bit because I've got a 15-year-old, nearly 16, a nearly 14-year-old and 11-year-old. So uh, vocalising uh, positive reinforcements about various things. The kids in Auckland in high school, this is wild to me. Yeah. This is wild to me, are apparently getting into acid, like private school wow. seventh formers at boys' schools. Like taking a How tab and going to school? Like taking half tabs at parties and stuff. But that t- like I don't think anyone under the age of 18 should be doing anything, yeah, I really. Yeah, I disagree. And I was quite um, uh, strict on that. My, like I didn't smoke any weed till I was uh, – well, you know, I like tried a half a joint or something when I was 18. But yep. I – do you want to know what it was? I was sure. listening to Bomber. And he was big on that. This is why, like, he was, he changed me. But he was a very respectable voice back in the day because he was this very, like, loud left. There weren't a lot of people loudly to the left of the Clark government at the time, but he was, you know, very, very vocal on international issues that were happening. Um, We had the the war on terror that was kicking off, and he was just a good voice of the youth. And he was always like, no one should be smoking weed before they're, I think he would say, like 21 or 25, because, you know, your brain is still developing. And I really took that to heart, because I really, you know, respected the other stuff he was saying. And a tremendous thing, because I saw some, um, I went to quite a liberal high school in Wellington, and I saw some mates go down. Real. In a big way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real smart cookies who then got to like 15 and then discovered weed and then just got completely wrecked. I think weed is something that I think I'm looking forward to it being legalised or decriminalised or whatever's going to happen because I think with regulation, one thing it will do is make the the, the bad trips and stuff less likely with exactly. a, little, a little bit of you oh. know a little a little bit of uh, control over what's going in there. Whatever will get it out of the hands of kids, honestly, it's so damaging to young people, and I I personally think that legalising and regulating it will do that because yep. it's been a you know, not wholly successful, but in a way very successful with alcohol in that do young people still drink? Yes, when they're 15, 16, 17, 18 in New Zealand, but do they buy it? Nah, man, because the retailers get like shut down and fined yeah. 10 grand when they do it. The um, I, I heard a conversation between uh, a parent and a child the other day. Um, I was in the room and the, and the parent was talking to the child about, about weed and the point that they were making was... Um, how old are, I, I, I mean, no one knows who these people are, but the, the child's a bit delicate. Mm-hmm. A bit delicate, like emotionally sometimes. Sure. And the parents said to them, you know, weed, X, Y, Z, after 25, frontal lobe developed. But he said, but to be honest, there are some people who react very badly to yeah. weed. It can, it can bring on psychosis. It can do totally. that. And if you're in that sort of uh, world where maybe you're a, a person who's a bit delicate uh, yeah. mentally or emotionally anyway, yeah. probably the wrong thing even after 25. So maybe making smart decisions around that. Whereas yeah. alcohol, alcohol seems to not have the same sort of. Well, no, I don't. I react. disagree. Some people. Well, you I mean, think so? I think it's a different set of people, but some people oh, okay, react, yeah. you know, obviously terribly on a little amount of booze. Yeah, um, all right, fair enough. So, so I guess I'm thinking about damage to themselves, impact long term. But if you yeah. say that, I think about the angry drunk versus exactly. the happy drunk versus exactly. the fighty drunk. I don't, I don't yeah. like. Yeah, right. I don't like how I get when I'm actually like shit face. It's, yeah. it's bad. It's bad scene. Well, we could try. We see no. how that pans out. Don't like it. You it's might gone. start. Might free up a bit. <laughs> it was my twenties, Pat. It's gone. Isn't it interesting though? It's uh, it's um you know having kids now, thinking about what I did, leaving school, and thinking you know my sixteen year old is two and a bit years away from leaving school, going oh my god, remember what I got up to my first year out of school, and when it comes to alcohols and parties. And that stuff, must be a terrifying thing is. to have to reckon with. I, I can tell you exactly what happened. Is that there is a bar 
that I'm not going to remember the name of. It's called Re something, Refuel maybe, in Otago University. Mm -hmm. And obviously I'm completely too old to be there, but I had a friend who had a friend who was managing it and there was a there was a gig on. So we all went along and stood in the back. We were those weird old people standing in the back. Yeah. And I looked down and the first thing I went was, I know you, I know you, I know you. You know, like meaning I, I've seen you. Oh, like I, you're my child's friend? No, 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 no. Meaning when I was your age. Oh, okay. You were the, like the Metro thing. I identified exactly. that character you type know, of You know, there was the girl who was dancing by herself and was yeah. just being really into it. And there mm. was the guys who were bouncing. Mm. And you kind of, I know all these groups. I've seen them before. And then I went, shit, in four years or whatever it was, it was a couple of years ago, this is going to be one of mine. Yeah, man. And going like, holy shit. But actually, I think that's kind of, um, I think in a way it's kind of good that you have to reckon with that. It's like, oh, yeah, we're all people and uh, and we'll go through the same things. We're weird about stuff, man. I hate to bring it to that direction because we're sort of loose. We're sort of abstractly talking about your kids, but I'm just talking about young people in general. But we're very weird about sex in general. You think? And I think it's good if we're a little less weird about it. You know? What? Explain. Expand. I just mean um, accepting the fact that, for example, your kids at some point are going to have sex and not being completely horrified with that idea, it's which I the, think is what is the current cultural response to your kids. But isn't that just sex. kind of the reverse of the kids thinking that their parents are having sex? Yeah, but I, yeah, so both parties yeah. are okay. But the kids are horrified by everything because they're kids. <laughs> You're supposed to grow out of that kind of stuff. They're also at some point horrified of the thing hiding in their closet or the dark or yep. whatever, you know? Yep. Um, but I think parents have done their growing up, so you're supposed to be like, you know what? Let's be adult about this. I did it when I was your age. So what's this crazy, you know, double standard that mm. we're doing? And it's not a very healthy way to approach it with fear first. Do you think that um, a double standard can apply in a different time? So like yeah. weed's a really good example. You know, there's this idea of an axe handle and they talk about weed in the 60s. Smoking a, smoking a joint today would be like smoking a joint the size of an axe handle in the 60s because it was so much weaker. Yeah. Therefore, a double standard might be fair to apply. Could that apply with things like drugs, alcohol, sex, that kind of stuff for a generation coming Potentially, 40 years later? And I'll tell you what the thing would have been it for sex in the current generation, and that's the proliferation of uh, pornography or the availability of it. Yeah. Um, for young people, that's, I don't know, you see the articles, that seems to be doing some horrible shit. I um, read a, I didn't read an article, maybe I saw a headline the other day, but it wasn't long ago, that said something horrific in America, like, it was a massive number, like 40% of kids, teenagers, mm. film their first sexual encounter. Holy shit, really? It was really, Jesus. it was terrifyingly high. Because Far they've out. got a 4K camera in the room with them. I've got a 4K camera at home. I don't film having <laughs> sex. But that, but what you're saying, I think, is it's the proliferation and access mm. to pornography. But then again... Teaching the teenage boys especially. I don't think filming you having sex is such a bad thing either. That's another layer of filming like... Filming me oh, so in particular? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, Pat. Oh. I don't think us filming Sheesh. you in crystal clear 4K <laughs> resolution with 5.1 surround... I'm even scared by that. ...set up. I think, you know, if uh, if young people who are of age and, you know, consent um, want to film themselves having sex, that's all good. As yep. long as they're both down with it and it's not ruining their lives. There's a there's such a myriad of ways it can <laughs> I, go wrong. I think that filming teenagers... Can I say this? I, I, maybe I'm being a bit of an, an old fuddy-duddy, but... I don't th- I was, let me just say this because I just made a comment that I think could be taken out of context easily. No, I no, no, stop there. I think well, no, no, don't, don't explain. Just leave it there. <laughs> this is how you get the hits. This is how you get the clips. Um, that probably isn't happening. It, the world is not perfect, and I think probably a lot of people are getting pressured into the filming thing. One of the 
partners. I think probably the girl. Really, forget the filming sex, but anything that a nineteen or eighteen or a seventeen year old is doing on the internet this today, mm. they have no fucking idea how that's going to impact their future in five, ten, fifteen years. Yep. And I think filming themselves having sex is the worst example of that. Totally. So, so the so the yeah, sixteen year totally right. so the sixteen year old girl then has a sex tape out yeah. that the guy is proud of, and that she realizes eighteen months later yeah. when she's trying to get a job or get into university as out on the internet. Yeah. And I and I and I am going to say it affects the girls more than the guys. It does affect the guys as well. But yeah. but I would say from being a teenage boy mm. that often the boys would my bet would be but boys would be uh, more keen and more predatory in that area than the girls would be. Totally. But that's also another thing that's changing I think for the better. Now equal opportunity predator behavior <laughs> among the genders. <laughs> I saw something as well with this on this the stats about um porn and stuff with the kids is that it's not just porn, it's also the types. I think I saw something about that uh, violence porn, like rape porn and stuff, mm. was actually really, really prevalent as well, which is just like... It's cooked. Dude, like porn's like, you know, it's sex, but then rape, that's... Hor- that's like that's like you know back in the day you know like the 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 mind hunter Netflix series you know mm. figuring out what serial killers are you know, you know they looked at you know if they killed small animals as a child they're probably going to be a serial killer you know um, Shit, that sort dude, of, this that is sort of heavy. stuff that sort of stuff is we're breeding a generation up. of um, sexual assault yeah like if, they, if they're in, if they get their jollies watching that mm. then there's not that's not right eh? Hey? like. You know, you it's can not, you can get off to whatever fetish you want, but actually, violence fetishes—that's that's actually wrong. I reckon we're old men out of touch here, though, because this, the, the 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 brief little touch points that I get with the current teenaged generation that's coming up now seem to be so fucking onto it and so is empathetic the right word? They're very like they really look after each other and seem to be very in tune and give a shit about each other's feelings. They're very yep. respectful. It's dope. Like the whole the whole the the archetypal high school bullying thing. I think for a lot, not everyone, but for a lot of teenagers growing up now, would just seem but don't you, weird. But and don't crazy. you think that's the same? That was the same when you were at school. So there was yeah. some. There was a few kids that got bullied. Bullied. Yeah. But for the majority of people at school, that wasn't a part of it. How is that different? I always figured it was just my school was pretty chill. But maybe that was everyone. I don't know. New Wellington High or something. Was that Onslow, Onslow College in Johnsonville? Represent when um, my kids were little. Um, it wasn't really a rule, but I was very keen to keep them off the internet. The other thing that's happening is, you know, with primary schools and stuff having online newsletters, that mm. sort of thing. This in this day and age, in this day and age, um, my position to their schools was always: this is the first generation that's going to be online, literally from the day they're born. I know fucking people that have a baby and give their baby a hashtag. So then if you search the hashtag, all the photos of the baby comes up over the first year of their life. It's ridiculous. And I think that... That's built into Facebook now. You can tag your child even without a Facebook account. I just, I just, think, I just think that I they... I don't like that. No, I think that in my p- opinion was they're the first generation that already has it enforced on them that they're going to be online all, all the whole time. Mm. They don't need to be online every time. So I used to say, you know, if you want to put my child's first name mm. from room such and such, that's mm. fine. But I don't want my child's first name and their surname yeah. from room such and such. This is the thing that I think about that. I, th- I actually think you're totally right. And I think I hate all big tech companies. I hate all big organisations. I think once an organisation of people gets past a certain number, it goes bad. What's it just the happens. I don't, I don't know what the number is. Three. <laughs> Chase, we've got two. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 500. <laughs> okay. Two's a company, three's a crowd. 
But there is a situation where it's kind of like a Mexican standoff now. Can we still say that? I don't know. Maybe, oh. not. Maybe I need a better analogy. Is that appropriation of, or racism? Not everyone sure. has the cocked gun loaded at them. Everyone is in the same situation. So it, it's not quite as like asymmetric warfare anymore. Like everyone just has to accept that everyone's got everything online. Yeah. And in, like it is very dangerous because it puts a lot of power in the hands of the tech companies. But in another way, it's sort of like, well, at least we're all in this boat together and it's a bit of um, forced openness mm. in a way. Forced, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. Uh, are, are you saying there's that saying that uh, sunlight is the best disinfectant and this is forcing everyone out in the, out in the light? Yeah, a little bit more, uh, you know. The flip side of that is, though, now we're also seeing the uglier parts of society. Look to America, for example, and the white supremacy that's going up since Trump's come on board. Mm. You're seeing that more blatantly now, and then it's growing. Is that necessarily a good thing? I don't think the solution to it is lobbing off information. And 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 not having them hide away so you don't know who they are. So Yeah, I actually... Th- yeah, I'd, I rather, mean, I'd rather know who my friends. I'd rather know out of my friends who is the white supremacist. Yeah, you know, than, than 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 being closeted like that. You know, thing that went around a while back where you could, um, you can search your Facebook friends by what music they're into, and so it is like click on this link to find out what friends you should just you should unfriend, and it was you click the link and it showed all your friends that like Nickelback. Oh, true. Um, and then you can just delete them because so. the algorithm could probably tell just based on what bands you're into if you are a white supremacist. Yeah. <laughs> probably, probably there is an app for that. Yeah. Um. This is yeah. It's kind of but like I, that, was that Jeff Foxworthy thing. It's like, if you listen to this band and your car has got a Confederate flag yeah, on it, you might mate. be a white white supremacist. <laughs> but I do think, call me a utopist, but I think that the solution to that is not less information, it's more. Uh, I, I think the problem... I, 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 you know what, do you know what, let me just say, I, yeah. I, I, I don't necessarily disagree with you, but I think there is a subtlety which we're missing. What yeah. I hear you saying is that it's akin to that old saying... You know, um, practice makes perfect. More information is better. But the, the the same practice makes perfect is actually completely wrong. And I always used to think about going to the driving range and hitting golf balls. Mm-hmm. If I practiced every day, but every day I hit the golf ball, I sliced the ball, so I, my practice was wrong. Mm-hmm. So the, the saying is actually you reinforce a bad. Yeah. So thing. the saying is actually perfect practice makes perfect. And when you say more information is better mm-hmm. uh, rather than less, I I would. Put the caveat in there. It depends on the information, though, as well. Yeah. I mean, do we want to get more information out there how, you know, kids can commit suicide? Do we want to put more information out how to do it? Yeah. Maybe not. Totally. I'm not an absolutist yeah, okay. um, in that regard. You're totally right. I'm painting with a very broad uh, brushstroke. But I'm more comparing it intergenerationally with, like, say, people who uh, grew up and were teenagers in the 50s. Yep. It was not a natural thing to express how you felt totally. or your emotional insights um, versus our generation it was a little bit more and then the generation that is below us are, are a lot more open um, w- with how they feel. Yeah. And it seems to breed a mutual respect and caring among everyone and uh, and and take away things like bullying because yeah. there's more sort of uh, empathy writ large as a as a result of that. Do you think um, it's like every every for every action there's an equal and opposite reaction? So for every um, way we are that gives a positive, it also gives a negative. And is this what you're talking about with the white supremacist stuff? Well, I'm now thinking about this the the generation you're talking about, which are really Generation Z. Mm-hmm. We're talking about high school teenagers yeah. and stuff now. Um, is that the, the downside to that is what we're seeing sometimes with, like I had a conversation with a teenager the other day and they, they couldn't make an absolute statement and we were talking about tattoos 
And I actually got to the example, you know, what about an eight-year-old getting a neck tattoo? And they wouldn't say, you know, that's a line too far. They literally couldn't say no. Yeah, right. So there's, there's, you know, I think it's that our weakness is often our strength. You know, what's our, our strength is often our weakness. Our, yeah. you know, what's What makes us better is also the place that makes us weaker. So it's also figuring out the, you know, you talk about the love languages and those kinds of personality tests and sanguine and penguin and all that kind of shit. They have positive. You had me and you them. lost me, but go on. They have positives to them, but they have a downside to them. Of course, as well. of course. So I think the way that people learn best and perhaps function best is working out what the downsides of that are. And then mitigating that as much as possible. And then you do have utopia. Just because something has a good and a bad side doesn't mean it is neutral. No, I agree. There is a net result of something. And I think the net result of more sharing and information at the moment seems to be more compassion for your fellow person. But I just want to say to your point about the sort of increase in white supremacy stuff being (laughs) an outshoot of more information – this is going to sound incredibly hashtag Bernie bro of me, but I think personally that that's more born of the fact that um, the current system that we live in, and particularly in America, is so economically depressive to so many people, and the education system has really failed them as well. So it's like people who really haven't been given good critical thinking skills, yep. honestly, yep. or a good scope of history yep. and how people have behaved over time. Um, and that coupled with the fact that they're in really dire straits where they are basically doing anything they can to keep themselves and their family above water. Yep. And it's the kind of, that's always what it is. I think, I think personally that people by default, I'm a bit of a humanist. I think people are basically good, but you can make them bad by giving them a really shit hand in life. I think one of the things with America, especially around Bernie is the ill-informed nature and uneducated nature of everybody. I put a tweet out today. Um, that says, I have concerns that real Donald Trump's coronavirus response sounds a bit like socialism. I hope the media is going to badger him as to how he's going to pay for it, and I'm sure the Democrats en masse will reject his plan and look for a more moderate response. <laughs> you know, people, yeah. they, they don't understand the democratic socialist side of things. And look, you you need you want to go in, in the next wee while, but we haven't really talked to America, and I feel that's come up two or three times. I think maybe we could wrap up by talking a little bit about you're a political junkie. I get that. A bit of a political geek. So am I. Yeah. What, what's going to happen in the States? I came to the studio to escape my Twitter feed, and yet it has crawled back onto uh, the microphone. Um, what's going to happen? Well, Joe Biden's going to win the presidency, it seems. Oh, it's on favour. Joe Biden's not going to win. Um, no, I actually, you know, you're right. Yeah. I think he's going to be the candidate, and, and I hope that that doesn't happen. I don't think Bernie's out. I really don't. I think it's very unlikely that he'll get it, but I think it's very possible. I read a headline. Maybe you could search this for me, Jace, the other day. They said at the same time in the race in 2008, Obama was behind. Now, I, I that might have been might have changed with this last – they call it Super Tuesday and then like Big Tuesday, which was yeah, yeah, just yeah. gone or something. Yeah. But I, um, I also just I, – I feel for the Americans on some level as to being so – willfully ignorant. I play this game, this cricket game on my phone and you play against real people and you can have different bowlers and different batters and different bats and this kind of stuff. It's a it's a stick cricket game type thing. And You will not say the name because they are not giving the show <laughs> I money. I can't remember the name of the name. Don't um, you dare say it until but, they've paid you. But what I what you do in a game of cricket like that when you're playing against someone is if you pick a spin bowler, mm. right? And you get knocked for five, six of them or four then the next time you come back with a swing bowler, you don't put the same thing in place or you'll get the same result. I think, unfortunately, the Democrats haven't quite figured out that Biden is Hillary Light, 
with the same baggage and the, and, and probably a worse record because it goes back longer and it can be pointed at. And he's at. a dude. At least there's something inspirational about the first woman president ever. At least there's something there. Yeah. But he doesn't even have that because he's a dude. And it's harder to get out an incumbent than it is yeah. you know, to a new Precisely, yeah. And um, I, I think the analogy, I started to write a blog piece the other day, which I probably will finish over the weekend, so I probably shouldn't say this out loud because someone else will do it, but... The American political system is like a house that needs to be burnt to the ground. It needs to be completely redone. The two ways that's going to happen is to leave Trump in, allow him to burn it to the ground and, and force it to be rebuilt, or to put in a, in a revolutionary architect to change everything like Bernie Sanders. It's not to get the guy to come in mm. when the house is on fire, to pick up the burning pieces of wood and put them back on the wall to try and put it back to exactly what it was. It yeah. won't work. I hear you. Won't it's kicking work. a problem down the road and it just exacerbates it And the thing time. about Bernie is if he, if he doesn't get in now, the Americans have missed a chance to join the rest of the Western world Yeah, because who comes after Bernie? I mean, you can look at people like AOC and stuff, but they're too young. And too inexperienced to be president. Mm. Uh, yeah, but there's figures. I mean, no one knew who Bernie was in 2014. Well, I think... There are, there are figures who will emerge out of this, and they're already doing that. And the, it's... it's it's You love to see it. You Hil- bloody do. Hillary was so bad, she lost to the worst, most unlikable person in the history of elections Yeah, in I know, America. but the people who were... So I'm talking about the rest of the squad, yep. Ilhan Omar's, people yep. like that who... Please. They, do you really think anyone in America is ever going to vote for someone called Ilhan Omar? They voted for Barack Hussein Obama twice and got yeah. him in, and that was after George W. Bush announced that, like, the Middle East was their enemy, essentially, for um, eight years. Um, but I think that America's... It's evolving in a whole bunch of ways. To your point, though, the virus might be burning the house down right now. Might like be. the way that things are happening at the moment, I don't, I don't certainly don't want to be alarmist about it. But like things might get so cooked so quickly now that he doesn't need another term for even reasonably ardent supporters of him to see that he cannot do this job for I, any longer. I, you know what? I, you might be right, and I hope that's not the case because for that to be the case, like really awful shit would have to happen awful with this virus. Awful shit's going to happen with the virus in America because mm. they're currently testing dozens of people a day. Um, I think, unfortunately, and maybe I've become the ultimate pessimist, but um, Mr. Trump's supporters are just going to go, he's a brilliant president and he got a bad deal with this virus. It's out of his control. There's nothing he could do about that. Let's elect him again. And, and, People, there's a really good bit by Glenn Greenwald. Glenn, Glenn Greenwald, 10 years ago, basically said, the only power you've got over a politician for change is your vote. If you give your vote to people, and in this case, I'll say my bit, like Joe Biden, expecting them then to change the system, you've given away all your power. And why the fuck would they come back and then want to change a system that's broken, that's working for them, and then you've given your power away. And so all these people are saying anyone, as long as it's blue, whatever it is, I think that's actually as bad a problem at the moment. And if they choose to have Biden, this is the argument at the moment, people are choosing Biden saying, all you progressives must come along, but they're not going to pick Biden saying, all you moderates must come along. They're picking... They're picking Biden saying progressives must come along, but if they had to pick Bernie, they're saying the moderates won't come. It's like, actually, you can't have it both ways. But the logic that you're just describing has already played out. It's how we got Trump. Yeah, but that's but but that's what I'm saying. The, the house is not burnt down yet. The house okay. has to burn right. down. Right, okay, right. The house has to burn down or our uh, – this is 
if America wants to join the rest of the Western world and mm. how democracies work. And I use democracies with air quotes because it's not perfect anywhere. Mm. But, you know, but how it's supposed to work. So I have these conversations with friends in America and people online and on Facebook and stuff, and I kind of go, well, where I'm actually coming from is we sit on the outside looking in and I break my ankle and I go to the my mum had my mum died of motor neuron disease eighteen months ago, but more couple of coming Sorry up, to hear that, man. couple of years ago. Yeah, it was really horrible. But she had a bed from Germany. She had a wheelchair from um, G- Tokyo. She had all these things delivered to her. Do you know how much we paid for it? Zero. Right. Not a cent. Not on anything. And whilst it was a horrific end to a life mm. for anybody, mm. it would have been a thousand times worse for someone who had that in America without the ability to have healthcare and stuff. People just doesn't don't it, understand. Doesn't it seem crazy to you that they have managed to separate out, like, healthcare is such a basic thing. Like, isn't it the most base thing, yeah. really? I mean, yeah. I guess housing, make sure you got a roof over your head and something to eat. Yep. But I would think that healthcare would even come before education in terms of basic human needs a government's supposed to do. And what? they haven't attached it in America. Like, the people who are missing out on healthcare have not attached it yeah, to... Yeah. Their politics? I guess if, I mean, just think about what you said, I guess. If you've got an education, but you've got poor health care, you die. If you've got good health care, ill-educated, at least you're not dead. You know, yeah. like, so I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Probably hard to actually separate them, but yeah. if you had to they're, pick one. They're probably pretty even. Yeah, yeah. But but it's just crazy to me that America can roll around still with this this healthcare system that just doesn't, doesn't work for so many people, mm. like tens of millions of people. Millions of people every – I'm going to misquote this, but um, Sanders always talks about this. Like, there are so many people every year who get bankrupted by medical debt. They just 500000 a year. It just shouldn't happen. Yeah. That's crazy. It's the richest nation that's ever existed. Yeah. Why is – like, it's so weird that they don't connect that with their politics, or rather that I guess they just can't solve that that politically. They can't solve that problem politically. A French philosopher whose name I don't remember right Voltaire? now. Voltaire? No, not Voltaire. Um – that was my one shot. It would have been good, eh? How fucking good would that have been? Yeah. I would have ended this a hero. Um, had a, Came out and basically said, you know, uh, the, the people get the government they deserve. Mm. And the way to get the government America deserves, because they, they haven't had it for a long time, very long time, and they have it right now, is not to put in a Band-Aid like Joe Biden promising to go back to Obama days and not changing anything. You know, it's not. It's to actually become the country that doesn't deserve Trump. The actual problem, like, it's actually super simple. The average age of all of the um, voters so far in the Democratic primaries and caucuses is 57. That is the median age of the voter. That's the issue. Young people don't vote. So, again, we come back to coronavirus. Maybe that's the answer. I'm not going to co-sign that. Gosh, imagine. But statistically, you're onto something. Okay, so just, just... Just for the first thought, first Tuesday in November is the election in America. That's what six months away. Yeah, but more. That could be. A, I know where you're going with this. What I'm just saying, that could be. How 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 are you going to vote? Oh yeah, how oh, are people going to get out and vote? It'll mm. be over by then because of the the way the stats are going. Like I don't know if you see this graph, the way the stats are going at the moment in the US, it'll be over by uh, within six months because it'll they would have. Um, well, be, you say they'll all be dead. No, whatever no, what kind of whatever will happen will have happened. The virus would have gone this. through because it'll go through so quickly, like it's doing in Italy. And um, you know, because that's that's the thing. I don't know if you saw the spin-off article about the whole point is that we're trying to do. Was it on the this. TV show? If it was on the TV show, no, I didn't yeah, see it. Yeah. Um, 
uh, smoothing out the curve is what they're referring to about yeah. you know as in, as in reducing the amount of time it takes so we can don't overwhelm the hospitals and America exactly. is, is you know just looking at the graph you know on the screen now is is they are hitting the same sort of numbers like about eleven days after Italy is and yeah. so they're going to go the exact way of Italy yeah and so yeah and good to see good in New Zealand good to see in New Zealand today that they finally instituted this idea that if you're coming back from overseas self quarantine no matter what because the sixth case came out today where a dude came back from America, went to church, two days later, got diagnosed having so went to church without any symptoms. Mm. What's happening? And so then you've got all the Is everything okay? It's all right. James is rolling around. The, the camera was just not focusing on Pat for some oh, reason. Oh for God's sake. Put it on manual focus. He's not moving. <laughs> Why does it need to be on autofocus? Because because that's what Sorry, we Pat. Those that's I've interrupted right. you. So I'm just now glad that that's happened here. Not that we're gonna be obviously well immune to it, but at least hopefully that's in place now and people can I mean, at least keep it in the North Island, eh, Jase? Yeah, those Aucklanders. So I've, you know, I've I it, it took a little while, but I've, I've been financially touched by the coronavirus very directly because yesterday they announced that the Melbourne International Comedy Festival has been cancelled, yeah. wow. which is wild because I was, like, I've got flights. I was supposed to fly in nine days to go over there. And, like, I keep my Melbourne Festival run reasonably lean with costs. Uh, certainly not zero, but re- comparatively speaking, pretty lean because I treat it more as a um, opportunity to build a really great show to bring back for the New Zealand festival. But most people don't. Most people do like that. I'm doing it wrong. Most Melbourne's people massive. go. Melbourne it's is the, the southern hemisphere is Edinburgh, basically, isn't it? I think it's the second largest. Yeah. I think it's the se- oh maybe third largest um, comedy festival on earth. It goes Edinburgh is number one, and then I think it's just for laughs. And Montreal is number two, and then Melbourne. Wow. Um, so it's really big, and it's just because it's so close to when the festival would start to ki- supposed to kick off. So there's people who have footed the bill for venues, and I'm talking for a three-week a three week run, like wow. every night except for Monday. So as a performer, you pay for the venue and you get the, you get your tickets back. Is that basically the so attendee? Th- that's it. So, right. so they will have paid for a festival registration fee, the venue hire. The venue hires are so freaking expensive. If you're in a proper venue, like a festival-managed mm. venue, thousands of dollars into maybe the five figures. Then you've got all the advertising and promotion, which if you've got a real show, like you're a proper comedian, you're trying to fill a 120-seater mm. for six nights a week for three weeks, thousands wow. and thousands of dollars in promotion, all the other stuff. So accommodation is expected, like Airbnb, you've got to book that for three weeks in mm-hmm. um, flights. Some people come from the Northern Hemisphere – all of those expenses in a bucket is supposed to be offset by your ticket sales. So I'm just thinking... All the expenses have been sunk now and now there's no income out the back. So I was going to say, not to get into your details, but that could easily be like a $20,000 cost for, yeah. for, an, for a normal person, yeah. for a normal comedian. Yeah. Well, but surely if I... Because I've got tickets to go to Auckland and the flights to go to Auckland in the middle of May for my family member's birthday with my kids. And I just contacted my travel agent the other day and said, look, insurance things. And they basically said... If the flights are cancelled because of coronavirus, you get your money back. Is there anything like that with any of this stuff? Like it's, a, it's think, an act of God, quote I don't, unquote. Force majeure. I don't think they will cancel the flights. Right. They cancelled the festival. Right. And even if they cancelled the flights, that is a fraction of the total. The real costs are things like um, venue hire yeah. and advertising, like promoting the Can show. Can you get insurance? Like, like if it's, it's bought hind- it. Hindsight. Yeah. But could you have booked those places and – some kind of insurance policy in case? So for the big expensive venues that I'm talking about, they are festival managed and there is a big old discussion happening at the moment about what the situation is because it's apparently, I haven't looked at it myself, but just going by the Facebook comments, 
um, not explicitly stated what the situation is in the contract that you wow. sign with the festival. Uh, so it's, wow. it's like, yeah. And it's, fucking who cares? It's comedians. We're not that important. But it does mean that there's a lot of professional artists, performers out there who are fucked, <laughs> like seriously out of pocket now as a result of that. I saw Russell Brand cancelled today. He'll be, he'll be fine. Yeah, he'll be, he'll be fine. <laughs> you he'll know, be fine. That, that is sad, and 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 it's bad if you're a Russell Brand fan. But um, you know, he'll be okay. Yeah, but I'm talking be. about you know your Reese Nicholsons, your, your real Aussie comedy heroes who aren't like internationally famous, but yeah. are relying on that part of the year to see them through the re- and have and have spent no kidding tens of thousands of dollars and now we'll see no income so for some people that's like uh, the dairy at the seaside resort making 80% of their income on that five weeks over Christmas sort of thing there's a chunk coming in out a of that way thing. It, in a way it's I guess it's the same if you go rent for, yeah. for that chunk for yeah, December yeah. is like 10 times more expensive than the right. rest of the year yeah it'd be like that hey well listen you've, <laughs> on you've, that jolly on note on that jolly note you've got friends to meet and beers to have um, it's been a blast Hey, I've really enjoyed this. You got a cool operation here. I think that's the fourth time I've said it, but I'm really <laughs> enjoying this and I'm going to steal all of the best parts. <laughs> as long as you attach us to all your feeds from now on. Attach, ha- ha- how do you do that? Hashtag the DOC. Should we dream at the same time and we can somehow cross to each other? We sure. just like, if my show is tanking, if, if, if things are getting boring, well, okay. I'll just be, I would flick you on. What just if we, what if we like do this? Weather, weather cam, like, you know, like just have a GoPro in the corner you, of each other's studios and we can cut to it. I wonder what it comes no up to. No kidding. <laughs> I wanted to do that in my festival show last year. I did this great show. I really so enjoyed it. So if you tank, it. you can just cut to somebody else's yeah, show. Yeah, I, I did a, chat, a live chat show uh, called Space Couch with this guy, Disaster Radio, who's this incredible musician I've loved for years who's from wellington and, and we co-hosted this like letterman style chat show and i wanted to have a segment of the show where i was just like well this, this sucks and then hit a button and bring up because i had a tv screen on stage throw to someone's actual live show happening in another room when um <laughs> when radio live started up the terrible thing that it was but um, marcus lush was doing nights over there he was the one shining light over there they were so slow sometimes. And because he's a real creative dude, yeah. he would flick on Kerry on ZB. Wonder what Kerry's up to. That's great. I love shit like that. There, is a, there is a business in Dunedin um, who is partly owned by one of the guys who started up YouTube called Mixbits. And they have an office here in Dunedin. Are they a streaming platform? Oh, no, um, I'm thinking of Mixer. I think. They do video stuff. And they have an office in Silicon Valley, San Francisco, somewhere like that. Up on the wall of their thing, there is a screen in the Dunedin office that shows the um, San Francisco office and on the San Francisco office that shows the Dunedin office. Weird. So let me – I'll tell you one other thing as well. I can't show it to you right now, but um, I haven't told Jason this yet either. Um, You're pregnant. We (laughs) – Who's the father? We – Jason. (laughs) We are um, getting a trophy delivered to us. Did I call you James before, by the way? Sorry, if, Jason. If, if, if Apologies did, if, if I did. If you did, you would not be the last, the first person to do it. James is such an interchangeable thing with Jason, apparently. Well, I still apparently. feel bad about it because it's not your name. So I'm sorry, okay. Jason. Don't, don't feel bad. Sorry. If, if you want to steal my ideas, here's one that mm. you can steal because this is one that I love and it, it'll be here by this week. I'll just tell it to you early. No one will see. Great. This week I'm getting a trophy delivered. It's going to be about that high. <laughs> and it's going to be for the Department of Conversation Guest of the Year. Oh, nice. And so now you're in the running for that as well. Oh, I would have brought my fucking A game. I would have, I would have had a nap before I came and then and had so a coffee. And so towards, towards the end of the year, we will um, put a few names up of people. 
Does, and we're is, gonna do a is, guest um, of the year. Is because uh, we haven't done one yet. Will that mean August? Because yeah. is Dion gonna be in the running? No, no, guest of the year. It'll be a yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, no. so it has to be 2020 because yeah. that means you because otherwise you'd have been up against a flat earther. So who who's that? Dion Nash of flat earther? No, no, no. no. De- Dion is just a guy that we know locally. Oh. He's a flat earther. He came in to talk about flat earth. So you'd be up against. We're gonna him. lose to that. How yeah. was that, chat? Amazing. Is that awesome. The other thing is. If you're talking about swapping between studios, so here's an idea for you. We brainstorm live on here, boring to everyone else. Let's both do a Saturday, Sunday night talk show. Yeah. And I'll do 9 to 10 and you can do 10 to 11 or you do 10 to 11 and we can just flick everyone on to the next one. That's socialism, baby. There you go. Now we're talking. <laughs> All right. Hey, thanks for coming in, dude. Thanks, Pat. It's Give been me a another elbow. I can't reach. I'll do that thing. I'll just chink beers. Okay. Yeah, that's good. There you go. Very Kiwi, Jason. Cheers. James. Cheers. <laughs> All right, there you go. All done. All done. Tim back. There you go. All right. Now, I realised as well, because we kind of kept talking up until the point where uh, Tim wanted to leave, we didn't put out any of his details. If you are interested, of course, you can just Google him, Tim Bat with uh, two Ts, or you can go to uh, Twitter and he's Tim underscore Bat if you want to find out more about Tim. Um, okay, coming up in the next few weeks, the Dunedin Fringe Festival is going on. So we have... A plethora. Do you say plethora or plethora? I say plethora. What do you say? I say plethora. Yeah, plethora of guests coming up associated with the uh, festival, including James Nokisi and Simon Kane and Michelle Acourt, all comedians actually, so that should be fun on the way. But also uh, made connections with a really interesting Irishman, close to my heart, Padraig, P-A-D-R-I-A-G, Padraig. And um, he's like a, a theologian and a poet. And he's going to be joining us uh, next week, I think, 27th, I believe. He's here through talking to Otago University on some bits and bobs. And he's going to drop in and say g'day to us as well. Uh, just a reminder, if you want to find out who is coming up or more about us, head to thedoc.nz, www.thedoc.nz. As we continue to make sweet, sweet love in your ear holes since 2018, we will catch you next time. Hooroo! Hey,